We're in week two of our Thoughts and Prayers series, uh, and we're, we're just every week, we're walking through what is commonly referred to as the Lord's Prayer. Raise your hand if you've ever heard of the Lord's Prayer. So many people in, out of church, it doesn't matter who grew up in church or not, if some reference point to this prayer. So for all of you who are able, would you please stand with me right now? All of you in the room, everyone watching online, whether you are in your bathroom, your living room, uh, if you're driving, don't stand. That'd be really awkward. Uh, Star 64 audience, WB, right after the flash. Hi, we're doing, we're here. Yeah, you stand right now too. Would all of you say this out loud with me? Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You may be seated. You sound so pretty this morning. Sound pretty. How many of you, show of hands, how many of you could recite that, could say that without looking at the screen? Yeah, look around. A lot of hands, right? Like so many of us, you know, we were, we were taught this prayer. Like for one reason or another, not going to get into that a lot today, but so many of us know this prayer or, or were taught this growing up. And, and as for those that know my story, you know I didn't grow up, you know, having a personal relationship with Jesus. That's just not my life. I didn't grow up in the church. That was weird. And, and, and that's all good for those that didn't. That's just not my story. But I do, did learn that prayer. It, weird, right? Like, and, and I found myself, like, every so often in a church service. All right, you know, whether it was, a, it was because I was dating a girl and she was Catholic, so I was like, fine, I'll go to Catholic girl because you know I like you. You know, or whether it was like, it was, uh, you know, uh, Christmas, Christmas, Easter, and like it felt like obligation that we had to go to. So I was like, okay, fine, we'll go to, okay. So I would find myself in these church services or, or masses at that point when everybody would be standing up and you're like, oh, okay, we're standing up. Oh, what, why, why is everybody saying, oh, our Father who art in heaven, like, I know this, right? Okay. And I would watch this. And as a kid watching this, I had some thoughts and observations. All right? Remember, I was a kid. I'm going to share with, with you some thoughts and observations I made as a kid. Two observations. First one, as a kid. God must have grew up in an inner city area like me. That's my first observation. And you're like, what? Hang with me. Listen. Because where I grew up, you walked everywhere. One, that was one thing. Uh, it weren't sidewalks. It's where you people who like, I said you people, that's right, who only walk on the sidewalks and not cut through yards and alleys. and ba- Like, what? I don't understand, y'all. Like you just go through someone's backyard. It's just, unless if growing up, 
Like in my neighborhood, there were these big signs on the, on the houses or the fences that said, no trespassing, trespassers will be shot. You said prosecuted. We didn't grow up in the same area, honey. Okay. She was all like, trespassers will be pro-. No, shot. Okay, that was the signs on my. So, so again, I'm in church. I'm hearing the, the, the trespasses against those who. I was like, dang. God must have had a soft spot for people who got shot while, while trespassing. <laughs> he just, he loves them so much. Like, just forgive them as they're trespassing through those yards. Forgive them, Jesus. So, again, I'm a kid. Okay, second observation. Um, this one was about four or five years old. This was, um, I'm going to say it, Maryland First Baptist Church. There you go. If you're watching, I love you. Not really. Uh, I always thought growing up that God's name was hollow. Our Father, who art in heaven, hollow be thy name. You, I wish I could make this up. Like, it was just like, I, and I thought to myself, like, that's a weird name for God. Like, I just thought, like, maybe, like, you know, like, his name would be like a big name, you know? Like all those other words are from the movies I would watch that were kind of Bible themes, you know, like the name of God would be like Abraham or Samson or Goliath or Charleston Heston, you know. <laughs> Some of y'all watched that movie. So like, that's just, I obviously learned later in life that hollow was not God's name. <laughs> years later, fast forward, years later. I was still making observations. Again, being an outsider, looking in, looking at the church, an outsider observing the church and Christians. And see, a lot of observations for me as a young adult left me, in fact, with this word, hollow. And I started to question, like, something's not adding up. In my experience, and only my experience, please hear that. I, I started to question, like, well, your words or your prayers or your actions seem hollow. See, unfortunately, for me, as a young adult, I was never introduced to like a, a, a crazy church like Whitewater filled with crazy people chasing after Jesus. Thank God for that. You know, and there's lots of churches like Whitewater, White Oak, or River Tree. You go down the list that like just incredible churches on fire for Jesus. Yay, God. I, I never met or interacted growing up with a church like that. And so I made observations, and, and, and I watched as kind of the actions and the prayers, they just felt hollow and, 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 and irrelevant. They, 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 didn't, they didn't relate to life, and, and, and they just didn't have a lot of substance. And, and then this Lord's Prayer thing, right? I, I observed that people would memorize the Lord's Prayer so that at just the right time in a, on a day of the week, people could stand, say words 
dress real fancy, and then in the parking lot flip the bird in six days of the week, act really, really different. There was a disconnect for me. Like, why would I want to do anything like that? That's really weird. I made an observation of people memorizing the Lord's Prayer, and I was one of them, so that I didn't feel ostracized in the locker room because right before a game, in football pads and everything, we'd take a knee and we would kneel, and as a team, we would then say the Lord's Prayer. It didn't make sense to me. Like then after the Lord's Prayer, we'd get up and the coach would say, now get out there and bash their teeth in! You know, it was like, that doesn't make sense to me. But yet, people would learn it and memorize the Lord's Prayer. It wasn't until I was 28 years old that someone invited me into their life and they started to teach me what it meant to follow Jesus. I became an apprentice of Jesus to learn his ways, to understand his word. It wasn't until someone brought me in into relationship and showed me what it actually looked like to pray to a God who loves me in a way that didn't feel hollow. I learned that from this disciple of Jesus who who actually lived the same way every day of the week. It was different. It was radical for me. And I was taught to understand and to pray the Lord's Prayer in a way that made sense and had depth. I want to share that way with you. Matthew 6, verse 9, Jesus' words. He says, this then is how you should pray. Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. Father in heaven, may your kingdom come really soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Father in heaven, give us today all that we need. Forgive all of our sins as we, I would say the word try, just built into me, as we try to forgive those who sin against us. And, and Father in heaven, don't, don't let us give in to temptation. But rescue us from the evil one. That made sense to me. I understood what that meant. Every single one of those words, there were no hallowed and there was no thus thou the if. It, it, it made sense to me. I could hold on to it. And it started to then change my heart. See, our hope throughout this entire teaching series is that whether you've been going to church for 80 years or 18 minutes, thank you for hanging in. 
Our hope is that you will be empowered and encouraged to go to a deeper level of understanding in your faith and relationship with a loving God, Abba, Father, and understanding the power and provision and protection. Break that down in your Bible study later for those that want. Find those three Ps all throughout the Lord's Prayer. It's your homework. That those are all in this Lord's Prayer. And, and we want you to understand that the same power, provision, and protection is available to every single follower of Jesus as we strive to bring heaven to earth in every sphere of influence in our lives. It's available right now. We want that to really take hold because here's an observation I've made as an adult. More so, (laughs) as a follower of Jesus, and a leader in his church. My observation (laughs) is that our thoughts and prayers don't always carry the power and weight that they should. That our thoughts and prayers don't always come with the protection and provision for those that are lost, broken, and hurting. That our thoughts and prayers don't always come with action and resolve to bring heaven to earth, to make down here look like up there. Too often, my observation is is that sometimes our thoughts and prayers are fleeting. We say, I'll pray for you, Do we? Our thoughts and prayers that that's too often are, are comfortable and convenient. And I think that sometimes too often our thoughts and prayers can be hollow. And see, I don't know about you. We, we're, I don't know you. You don't know me. Like we're... <laughs> I don't know about you, really, if we could all open up our chest and open up our minds and see what we really think. That'd be a scary place. Let me be really clear. (laughs) Terrifying the amount of Batman that's in my head. (sighs) Pray for me. I want to pray dangerous prayers. Dangerous prayers. I want to go boldly into the throne room of grace and pray prayers of healing and breakthrough. I want to pray legacy prayers that are impacting generations to come of people that I will never meet. Prayers that will transform the lives of your children's children's children. Because when we pray, I want us to know that we are communicating to a living God, not a historic God, a living God who has the power to move the mountains that are right in front of us in our life. To a living God who's in the midst of performing miracles in your life right now. Some of you know right there is a praise because you're walking through hell and he, made a, he gave you a way out. I know it, John. See, see, the people that know that, the people who aren't afraid to say, praise God, I don't care what people think because none of y'all are going to get me out of this mess, but he will. 
Oh boy, I love them, them crazy Jesus followers who are on fire to say, Jesus, you're the only way. When the enemy is right in front of me saying, there's no way you have made a way. My gosh, that's amazing. I want to pray prayers like that to an almighty God, praying to Abba, Father, Yahweh, Jehovah Jireh, saying you are a God who rescues, a God who provides. That's who you are? I got direct access to him. And so do you, every single one of us. This isn't a our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. The kingdom come. The... Oh, those days are gone. Uh-uh. That, then, when we pray, should look like this. Father, you are holy and I am not. You're in control. I am not. I need more of you and less of me. Help me every day to bring kingdom to earth in my marriage, in my relationships, in my family, in my community. Father, give me all that I need for today and help me be content. Give us our day, this day, our daily bread. That's where we're hanging out today. Give us today our daily bread. I hope by now, at this point in our little moment, <laughs> that we know that when Jesus is saying the words daily bread, that he's not talking about breadsticks and biscuits. <laughs> Much to your disappointment. <laughs> You're like, are they passing out bread today? Because I like bread. <laughs> Will they carry around the baskets that are just going to waft beautiful aroma up, you know? Ain't nothing like smelling some good bread, y'all. Yo, there's, I, uh, my friend, uh, I'll say it this way. If you ever want to know what heaven tastes like, contact Loretta Adkins. <laughs> And have her make, I can't even say it without just buttered, cheesy biscuits. It's a wrap, y'all. It's a wrap. Jesus, take me now. No more living needed. It's not going to get any better. These biscuits, man, they're so heavenly, they're almost sinful. Okay. <laughs> Unpack that one later. Like, it's like... But that's not what Jesus is talking about, right? Daily bread. Hopefully we, we, we got to that point. Like we know it's not daily bread, 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 you know. As much as I love biscuits and breadsticks, give us today our daily bread. Uh, the fun fact here is that when the original audience you know, sitting and listening to Jesus as he's sharing this, when they heard this, they would have immediately picked up on the, the, the daily bread mentioned because they would have been immediately like transported and recalled the, the stories of their ancestors hundreds of years before when they were wholly dependent upon God to supply a daily amount of sustenance for all of their needs, you know, to the Israelites. 
And, and just a little backstory for those of you that maybe not know this, that there was a season in the lives of the nation of Israel, God's people, that they were on the verge of starvation and no food in sight. And, and Moses, uh, also known as Charleston Heston, for those that saw, like he was the leader of the nation of Israel and, and he was leading God's people out of Egypt and he was taking them to a land that God had promised their people. It was a land known as Canaan and what is now we call it Israel. And during this journey, the nation of Israel began to starve and so God provided them a daily amount of food to survive. This food was called manna. Manna, bread of heaven. And every morning, you know, they would kind of scurry out of their, you know, little tents and, and not like the tents we have like from REI, but like so they would scurry out and they would sure enough, there would be enough manna, daily bread, heavenly bread to get them through the day. And they were instructed to only gather what you need for today, for one day. And God was teaching them to rely on him and only him for what they needed for today. And just being a lover of God's word, like the correlation that is happening between these two things right here, of thousands of years before of daily bread, bread from heaven, and Jesus is teaching to all of us today of, I will give you all that you need today, your daily bread. Will you trust in God? It's kind of like one of the basic questions if you want to get into this whole following Jesus thing. It's a really, really, really big question in and at the heart of it is, will you surrender that you're not God and he is? Will you let go of control? Will you surrender? That's hard for a lot of us, right? Will you trust that God is and always will be our ultimate provider? that he will give us all that we need each day. And I'm going to let you in on just a share a little secret, a little of an upcoming promo for our next series. It's connected to, to, to this. this. Our next series is called For Today. It's one of the secrets, by the way, of de-stressing your life and learning how to make your life manageable to live one day at a time. God will give you all that you need for today. Give us today our daily bread. Our mercies are new each day. Why worry about tomorrow? Let today's troubles be enough for today. I mean, like over and over throughout the New Testament and Jesus' teaching, we hear this one day at a time. See, we start getting into trouble when we start trying to control or predict what is or isn't going to happen tomorrow. God, not us, God is our provider for today. Are we wholly dependent upon him, or, or H-O-L-Y? Do we have a holy dependence? Do we believe that God is a good and faithful provider? See, because I'm worried... 
Being candid, I'm worried that too many folks devote more time talking to their cell phone provider than they do their heavenly provider. With the amount of money, time, resources going to... Like I'm, I'm worried that in a culture of excess and abundance, which is the culture that we live in, I'm worried that we can very easily slip into a tendency to, to lose sight of who our provider is. Jesus is calling. <laughs> it's not even Freddie. <laughs> Does your phone need baptized? <laughs> Your cell phone provider is calling. <laughs> I could go all day with this, but they told me I got to keep it short because I'm more, anyway. So, <laughs> oh, it's too good. I, I worry in a culture where we've got $1,000 things in our pocket. I'm worried in a culture of excess and abundance that we've come to expect things. And I'll just, I'll just say I, I, never any of you, okay? So I'll just, I'll raise both hands for, for both of me, the, 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 the two halves of me in my head that I, I got always talking. So I, never any of you can become entitled. I, maybe one or two of you, because I happen to know one or two of you, we if we're not careful, can then become ungrateful and expect things. We expect that when we order three three-ways at Skyline, we expect that 90 seconds later we will pull up and it will be given to us in, in, in a beautiful white bag and it will be hot, just hot, ready to go, and, and we expect that there will be plenty of crackers in there as well, mind you, with just the right amount of napkins. Because when you're trying to eat a three-way while driving, napkins are needed, okay? So I, I expect this. I expect that when I go to my Starbucks app and I order my quad venti one pump white mocha, that I expect the second, and not a second longer, the second that I walk into my Starbucks, it's mine, why are you in my parking spot? That when I walk into my Starbucks, my quad venti Jesus juice will be sitting there waiting for me at just the right moment, at just the right temperature for me to enjoy exactly when I want it. See, I'm worried that if I'm not careful, I can come to expect that all of my wants and desires Wants and desires will be met in a timely manner without causing any interruption to my plan, my schedule, my routine, my budget, and my way of living. And maybe I'm just talking for me. That this is the only one that, that I'm the only one that maybe wrestles with that mindset or can slip into that mindset. And, and, and since I'm the only one, let me just share a little um, wisdom learned the hard way from watching how this crashes and burns. Because there will, will, everybody say will, will be a season of life. And some of you are in that season right now. Some of you are, are going through it. Some of you are just coming out of it. And some of you are about to go into it. But there will be a season of life where we will become utterly dependent on God. 
where things will be completely out of our control. Where we will come to realize in either our desperation, our brokenness, or when we're humbled, that we will realize how not in control we are. That no amount of money and no amount of title, no amount of experience, no amount of degree or business connections will be able to change any of that. When there's a diagnosis, when there's a death, a divorce, a foreclosure, a failure, each one of us will go through a season, sometimes multiple seasons, where we will become acutely aware that we are not the masters of our own universe, no matter what He-Man says. See, and it's in these seasons that I want us to desperately know who to turn to to provide all that we need one day at a time. That we know that we can pray for provision to provide exactly what we need to sustain us through these seasons one day at a time. There's a prayer in the book of Proverbs that parallels Jesus' teaching on the Lord's Prayer. It's Proverbs 30, verse 7. It says this. Is, oh, this is a dangerous prayer, y'all. Okay? Uh, oh, God. <laughs> I love that. Get ready. Anytime someone says, oh, God. <laughs> I beg you. Two favors. Let me have them before I die. First, never let me tell a lie. That's good. That's good. Lying will get you into trouble. Trust me. <laughs> Never let me tell a lie. Second, give me neither poverty nor riches. Give me only my daily bread. And the author goes on. It kind of gives the why. Well, why is that? Here's why. For if I grow rich, I may deny you, God, and say, who's the Lord? And then the contra, if I am too poor, I may steal and thus insult God's holy name. If we're being really honest, this is a dangerous prayer. This right here, if we're being really, really honest... This is not a very Western or American mindset or American prayer, if we're being really, really, really honest. This kind of mindset, this prayer would actually be like the anti-pursuit of the American dream, right? See, like, a, like an early age, we're all kind of like ingrained for a lot of us, I should say, that we're taught to get as much as you can and strive and dream and build and go after it and no matter what it takes and, 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 and save for a rainy day and keep up with the Joneses. You know what? In fact, destroy the Joneses because you are blessed and highly favored, right? right? Destroy the Joneses and show them how truly blessed and powerful that you are. 
Give me neither poverty nor riches. Give me only my daily bread. You could say it another way. Only give me what you want from me. Only give me what is necessary to fulfill the calling that you have placed on my life. Only give me what I can handle. It's a powerful and dangerous prayer that this one we should memorize and brand on our heart. Lord, don't ever let us get to the place where we have too much and we start to think that we don't have a need for God. Again, just candid questions. How quickly can, can we kind of fall into the trap where we find ourselves in a season of plenty, in a season of abundance? How quickly can we forget that, that from whom all blessings flow? That how quickly can we kind of reprioritize things and, and, and start to devalue the, the, the priority of God in our lives? Like In a culture of plenty and abundance, how easy is it to slip into forgetting who really provides all of our needs and to keep his name holy and to live under his mighty hand. Lord, don't ever let us become deceived into thinking that we don't need you. Right? Because in a culture uh, like, you know, like... uh, we can slip into that because if I got a whole lot of stuff and, and I can accumulate a whole bunch of stuff, what do I need God for? That, that, that'd be a dangerous place to ever get into. I'm trying to teach my kids right now, and, and, and those of you who have teenagers, lament with me. <laughs> grieve with those who grieve. I, I love Noah and Isabel. Check this out. Uh, there's a young man who's going to be baptized in the second service, and he asked if Noah uh, could baptize him with his mom. So uh, kind of a huge deal uh, for Noah. Uh, it's the first time. Like, I baptized him years ago uh, in the Gulf of Mexico, which was really cool. I'll show you the video sometime. Um, but this is his first time actually baptizing a friend, so... Kind of a cool moment next service. But trying to teach teens uh, can sometimes be hard, especially uh, middle school teens. I have a 10 and a 13-year-old, and and I'm trying to teach them right now uh, how how to just be content. You know? Be content. Uh, Be grateful for what you do have instead of looking at all the things you don't have. It kind of stinks. They didn't choose to have a pastor as a dad. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, we can't drive that because people would talk. They'd be really ugly to your mom and dad if we drove that fill in the blank, whatever it is. Sorry, we, 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 buddy, I got I to gotta ask you to live a different way even though all your friends are doing. I know, you, you didn't ask to have a pastor as a daddy. And so I'm just trying to teach them just contentment. Be grateful. 
And, and if I'm being really transparent, uh, my self-assessment of how that is going as a teacher and a modeler of what I teach, I'm, I'm about a C plus right now. Just a C plus at best, all right? But C's get degrees. So <laughs> can I get an amen? <laughs> C plus, that's where I'm at. I, uh, I, there's a lot going on in our world right now, and I, and I try to, I, I'm, I'm, trust me, those, those of you that know me know me, like you're like, you're, you're not great, and I openly admit I'm not the greatest teacher to my kids. I, I just try really hard every day. And, um, and I'm trying really hard to look at all the things going on in our world and look for the teaching moments. Look for the teaching moments. There's a lot going on in our world right now, right? Man. Like, what's going on in Afghanistan, like, right now? Like, it is heartbreaking, to say the least. Heartbreaking, to say the least. But, but it's offering these really powerful teaching moments, you, you know, for, for me and my kids, for all of us, for anybody who has eyes to see. Like, it's like, wow. And, and, and if, if we're able to, for just a second, for just a second, if we're able to put our politics aside for a moment. I know. I know. It's... It, it's it's hard. It's hard to do that. And I know it's hard. It's hard for many of us to do that. I, I, I see your Facebook posts. I'm concerned that there is a disconnect between the words we share on Sunday and the love we express and the prayers that we pray on Sunday in the words and posture of division that we share on social media. I'm concerned. And so in the name of Jesus Christ, I implore you to stop being divisive. I implore you to pray for forgiveness. I, I, I implore you to speak life to promote unity, to submit to the authority of the Holy Spirit, and to love your neighbor online and in real life as yourself. We are in a lost, fallen, broken world, and a bridge of unity is what will lead us to sharing the gospel. To love our neighbor as ourselves. Every world event is an opportunity for us to show Jesus or to not show Jesus. And so I've been talking to my kids at great length as I watch everything going on in Afghanistan about the lengths at which a parent would go to to make sure that they're child is provided for and has a future. This past week, the world was overwhelmed with, with images coming out of the Cabal airport in Afghanistan. As children and babies were being passed over barbed wire walls. 
and children were being cared for by soldiers. In an interview with USA Today, Farad Ansari, a native of Afghanistan, he called the evacuation efforts in Kabul a surreal and heartbreaking scene. He went on to say, we've all seen the photo of that baby, and what we have to understand is how desperate a parent must be to hand their child over to a U.S. soldier or any soldier, a complete stranger. It's terrifying seeing my people so utterly scared of what's to come. What lengths would you go to to make sure that your children were provided for, that their future was secured? Right before service, I was talking with a soldier who fought in Afghanistan, and, and, and these images immediately evoke emotion. And he just gave me a hug and said, thank you. Because I have that dust in my blood. And those are people I had to live my life with those people that I came to know and care for. What lengths would you go to to make sure your child was provided for? That, that's humanly thinking. H humanly. It, is there anything you wouldn't do to provide for your child's needs? So then take this up a notch. How much more does our Father in heaven love us? How much more does our heavenly Father care for all of our needs? How much more does our Father in heaven want to provide and will provide all that we need to survive? As I was reflecting on everything going on, I came across this story uh, of medical missionaries who, who were caring for orphans in war-torn countries. This has been going on for decades. And and, and I came across the story of, of this nurse who's this medical missionary and she's caring for orphans, the, the, the children that just get left behind in these war-torn countries. And, and she wrote this, her, her words, even though these children had three meals a day that were provided for them, they were anxious at night and had difficulty sleeping. And as we talked to the children, we soon discovered that the children had great anxiety about whether they would have food for the next day. And so to help resolve the problem, we decided that each night when the children were put to bed, the nurses would place a single piece of bread in each child's hand. The bread wasn't intended to be eaten. It was simply intended to be held by the children as they went to sleep to remind them that there would be provision for their daily needs. And sure enough, that bread was the one thing that calmed the children's anxieties and helped them sleep. Putting the bread in our hand to help us calm our anxieties of our needs for the day, the, the bread in our hand. I, I don't know what you're going through in life right now. I, I don't know what you're walking through. 
I do know this, that we have a Father in heaven who has given us a, a, a bread, a word, and that he will supply all of our daily needs. A Father in heaven who invites us into daily communion with him to help calm our worried and anxious mind. A Father in heaven who, who like, who's much bigger than that soldier, although that soldier was, was quite strong. Um, his biceps were like my thighs. Um, <laughs> a Father in heaven who, who will reach down into whatever hell we are going through and pull us up out and then lift us up with his victorious right hand. the Lord's Prayer teaches us to come to God in a spirit of humble dependence, asking him to provide all that we need to sustain us for one day. The Lord's Prayer does not give us license to, to, to ask for excess or abundance, but we're encouraged to come to the Father in prayer to make our needs known to him, to, to, to petition to our Father, and then trusting that he will provide. So, so here's your next step for the week. All about next steps. You guys, uh, I've been watching some of the emails come in and just love the stories of David led us through a, a contemplative prayer of daily going through the Lord's Prayer. And so this week, this is what we've done for you. Um, we are going to give out uh, one per family a deck of cards. This is not for you to practice Texas Hold'em. But in the event you do go to the casino and win big, I will look for your tithe. Uh, so we made these, these cards, this deck of cards, specifically for all of you, okay? And they are. You, you can play with them. I've got, oh, I've got, y'all ain't going to beat me. I got four aces. <laughs> all right. Uh, these are real playing cards. But on each card, there's a scripture and there's a prompt, an exercise of, of what you can do for that day. And so I'm asking every day this week that you will deal yourself a hand. Because we've all been dealt a hand. And some of the hands we've been dealt, look, some of you are like, man, I'm flush. Others, you've been dealt a hand that you are so ready to fold over and over again. I'm asking you to do this, a new hand, to deal yourself a new hand every day. And I don't care if you deal yourself five cards, if you deal yourself three, if you deal yourself one, I just don't, don't care. But every day, deal yourself one hand. And I want you to start fighting back one day at a time, knowing that you have a Father in heaven who will provide all of your needs. Just go to him in prayer. So, this one right here, 
uh, this is. So here's what you would do. All right, today. Here's the prompt. It's connected to our scripture today. So the scripture to read is Matthew 6:11. Give us this day our daily bread. So if you get the ace of spades, that's it. The prompt is this. Whenever you eat today, pause and give extra thanks for God's provision. Pray that God provides for those who don't have all that they need. Simple, right? Everybody can do that. Everybody, every age. What a simple way to invite your kids into, your friends into, your spouse into a moment of prayer that is accessible to all of us. Commit every day to a conversation with our Heavenly Father and see. Watch. Watch and see. Oh, my gosh. Sounds like that scripture. Watch and see how our God shows up and shows off in your life through the power of prayer, through the power of your daily bread. Let me pray. Jesus, I thank you that you are God and I am not. Father, you are holy. I am not. Father, help all of us to bring heaven to earth. Father, we are trusting that you will provide all of our daily needs. Father, we need you. Father, we love you. It's in your name that we pray. Amen.